Welcome to Coaches and Conversations, where we remove the veil and talk about what it's really like to be a woman building a business online. Because here, it's not just business, it's personal. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach and Business Strategist, Tavana Denise. Let's dive in. excited to be talking to you Kwame yes. you're so pretty I wish y'all could see her in person <laughs> I I am so thankful that you decided to do this with me oh. because I have been wanting to like I had a podcast before and it didn't quite feel right and I just kept saying I am having these amazing conversations with my friends and I think other people need to hear the kinds of things that we talk about. So I'm yes. on here and I reached out to you and I said, listen, Kwavi, I'm a fan and a little sister of sorts. You got me <laughs> by a few years. And so when I reached out to you, I said, I was starting the podcast. I have questions. I have seen your glow up <laughs> over the like. I mean, I would say, I mean, of course it was building all the time, I'm yeah. sure, but mm -hmm. I really noticed it over the last year and some change. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I got questions and I want to know yeah. where did all of this quote unquote <laughs> sudden vibrancy come from <laughs> and this boldness come from and the, like uh, the TikTok and I want to know all the things uh, okay. and how right. it relates to, or does it relate to age? Because yeah. you are clearly now an over 50 influencer. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, <laughs> yes. No yes. qualms about how beautifully and gracefully you're aging at 53 here yes. and pageants and all the things. So I yes. want to hear okay. all the things, but before I do that, the people yes. need to know who you are. So okay. So I am Kwabi. I'm a life coach for women 50 and over. I'm also an author. And I also do retreats, but one of the things I want to do is be, be able to help women in their fifties and over rediscover their purpose and passion. I just feel that women in that age group are kind of sleepwalking. So I want them to wake up. I want to kind of help them like, okay, that deep slumber, it's over now. Let's wake up. Let's go. <laughs> and I saw somewhere that you like, you also want to help them regret proof their life. Oh my and goodness. Yes. One day I'll be 42. And so I'm like the same thing. It, it never changes. I want to make sure that I have a full vibrant life that yes. when it's my last breath, whenever that is, because that could be in a year. I don't know the actual date. Thank you. That I'm like, I have no regrets. Like, you know how when they go on the, um, to the vacation places and they're like, Tulum doesn't owe me anything. And I'm like, yes, life doesn't owe me anything. anything. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, and I, I um, totally believe that. I believe that I really do want to, you know, live a regret proof life. And I want to help other women do that if that's their choice. A hundred percent. So, okay. This brings me to like, I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through your Instagram, which if you are listening to this, you have to go check it out. And it's like, I had to keep scrolling to see, like, I was like, no, I know Kwavi wasn't like this. <laughs> two years ago because I, I know what your old niche was and I was like I wasn't I, like just to be straight up I wasn't into your Instagram like that two years ago and then now all of you like shaking and jiggling and doing the thing no I hollered when I saw you doing the stanky leg or whatever you were doing I know we're right like, oh we're over 53 week I mean over 50 we can still do this and you're doing it you're like oh 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 I pulled something <laughs> And I 
it's like, it's just like your messaging is so clear and it's fun. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, like, so I want to know, tell me yeah. what happened. What was okay. the, the catalyst or the change that mm-hmm. led to this, what I'm calling a glow up? Yeah. All right. So I think I've always been this way, but I, I also know that the niche that I was in didn't give me, or maybe I just thought so. It didn't give me the flexibility to be really who I wanted to be. And about three, and that was just weight loss coaching. I was more like just weight loss coaching. That was just my, my niche. And then about three years ago, well, no, four years ago, I interviewed women who were already in their fifties. And my, the idea of doing that was I wanted to find out what I could learn from them. And, but I was disappointed. Majority of the women describe themselves as invisible. And I was like, hold up. I'm like, what? You have lived this amazing life, whatever it is, and now you're in your 50s and over, and now you describe yourself as invisible. And so what I did right after that was I went to go do research because I love to research. I started research, and it's actually a thing. Being invisible after the age of 50 is a thing. Yes. And so I said, no, no. That was when I got this bright idea. You know what? I am going to be the poster child for living up your best life in your 50s and over, and I'm going to bring any woman that is ready to do that with me along for the ride. And that's when I kind of switch and I'm like, I'm just going to be me. I'm like, and my kids and my husband know that's how I am. They, they always refer to me as extra. They're like, okay, but you know what? I'm like, I'm grabbing it all. I'm like, I'm putting it out there. (laughs) Okay. So this brings me to another question because I could kind of see that. Like I, I really purposely, it took a while. My finger was getting (laughs) tired, but I, I, I purposely went back, back, back to see. And I was like, well, Kwavi is kind of vibrant already, but something starts changing. Yes. And it sounds like to me, you had something on and you were taking it off. Like you had That's this it. mask on sort of, and you took it off. Like, so, yeah. And, and I see this so much with many entrepreneurs and, and I'm building a theory now, right? As, okay, in this moment as we're talking <laughs> that it's like, when we start business, we think women, because I work primarily with women, that mm-hmm. we have to present a certain way, that we have to look yes. a certain way, that we have to lock down certain aspects of our personality so. and our identity. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gets to the point where it doesn't feel good. At least this has been my experience and mm-hmm. what I witnessed in my clients. And then after a while, you're like, okay, well, I've been doing push, pushing myself <laughs> into this box. It doesn't feel good anyway. So let me just take a little piece of it off and see what happens. And then yeah. you're like, oh, wait a minute. This I feels got a good. little more influence, a little bit more impact, and I feel better. And wait a minute, I got a little more money because I got a little more clients yeah. that are resonating. And then you like do a little bit more. And I'm that, more. So, seriously, that is that really is it. Because one of the things that changed too was last year. No, 29 or 2021. So in 2019, like around October, I had said, oh, you know, I'm going to go on TikTok. And I just kind of mentioned it to my kids. And my kids are like, no, mom, no, no. That is our app. No. And, and, and this was me. I was like, okay, I'm not going to go on. I'll leave it alone. And then March, I was like, this thing, it came up again. I'm like, you know, I really want to go on TikTok. Cause for me, my personality, I love dancing. That's just me. And I thought like when people go to parties, they're like, when is Kwabi going to stop dancing? Other people might be like, when I'm going to stop drinking, I'm going to be like, they're going to ask me, when is she going to stop dancing? That's me. And so I said, I'm going to go on TikTok. And my kids were like, no, no, no. I'm like, listen, you guys don't get to stay, stay anymore. I'm going. 
And then I remember my son telling me, my oldest son, I was like, I told him, I said, will you dance with me? He's like, no. He said, well, I'll dance with you if you get 10,000 followers. And then my youngest son was like, okay, mom, I'll dance with you. You know, I don't, you don't have, you, I'll just dance. Oh. And guess what? In July, I got 10,000 followers. From March to July? Yes. Oh, I bet and, he was high. Yeah. And now I'm at 30,000 followers. Oh, excuse me. Actually 35. Let's make it, let's just okay. kind of round it up. <laughs> let's just call it what it is. But that is so funny. Like I'm a fan of you being on TikTok. I personally am not a fan of TikTok. It's like, <laughs> after we got past, um, what was it? Periscope. I was yes. on Periscope and then yeah, yeah. Facebook swallowed that up. I know, I right? Like, I'm not learning another one. <laughs> so I didn't get on TikTok. My brother's on it. He loves to dance too. So I yeah. get the fascination. Yeah. But I think that also Kwabi speaks to like you being drawn to that particular platform for that particular reason. Like that was yes. naturally what you would do. Yes. But the interesting thing was when I got on TikTok, I didn't decide to go on TikTok for social reasons. I wanted it to promote my business. Okay. And that's all I do, which is interesting because most people go there for, so I go there to promote, promote my business and majority of my followers are in my age group. And so when people say, are people on your, in your age there? I'm like, yes, they are. Those are the people I'm talking to. And those are the people I have conversations with. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so we got the, the over 50 crew on TikTok. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so let's talk about, well, to the visibility, right? So mm -hmm. you said your people, when you were doing your research for the, you did the 50 shades of 50. Yeah, I did 50 kept, shades of 50. Mm -hmm. Right, with those interviews. And it was very disappointing because everybody felt invisible. Oh no, that was actually, that was the second part. The first part was four years ago when I just did interviews behind the scenes with women. That's when I found out about the invisibility, you know, factor. Recently, when I did it again in July, that was more just to find out what were, what were people thinking, you know, like, what are their thoughts about being over 50? How are they showing up? So that was a totally different one. Oh, yeah. That was a different kind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I saw the 50 shades. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what did you learn from that interview or that set of? Yeah. So the interesting thing I learned about that was women are becoming more comfortable with who they are. Seriously. Cause I had women on there that had their hair gray and had no intention of coloring it. And then you had this other factor that were like, oh no, I have to color my hair. But I love that all because I want women to be able to be who they are, regardless of what society says. And that was what I got through the interviews that women are stepping up and saying, you know what? I'm going to live my life on my own terms, regardless of what society says. And I think that's important. Okay. And I wanted, and the reason why I did the interviews too, was I wanted other women in that age group to possibly hear their stories through other people. I know that, oh, it's not just me. I'm not alone. There are other people that feel this way. And that kind of gives you some kind of comfort too, knowing that. Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, to, to be fair, I think that's one of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast and do mm -hmm. it in this way. It's yes. just like really hear conversations. And I tell people not to be an expert energy. Clearly you're an expert when it comes to being over 50 and an influencer, but like, what's the real, real behind yeah, it so exactly. that other people know what we struggle with. They look at right. you and like, Kwame's on TikTok and she's got 35,000 followers and she's amazing. And thinking and not hearing the part about where you said no to your initial calling of yeah, going I on did. TikTok yeah, to, I did. to appease your sons. Exactly. Right? And then having to be like, nah, this is what I want to do. And exactly. So, so that makes me think about like this whole invisibility piece. Like when you did yeah. the set up interviews the first time and women feeling invisible 
at age 50, we as women in business, especially online, we have to be visible in order to create a viable business. So I'm curious, how do you like, how do you think about being visible and being yourself and putting yourself out there? Is it scary for you? And oh, yeah. or was it scary for you? And how did you get by that? Oh, yeah. And it still is scary. <laughs> There's still sometimes I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm putting it anyway. And you know what fires me up? The thought of the fear of failure for me is nothing compared to the fear of regret. That's for me. And I think that drives me because I just want to know that I live my life to the fullest. I, I was doing some research about the top three regrets people have on their deathbed. Mm-hmm. And one of them is that they felt that they didn't live a life they were truly meant to live, that they kind of fit into the different boxes that people wanted them to fit into. They didn't really, you know, they were trying to make sure everyone else was okay rather than themselves. And I just don't want to feel that way. I want to make sure that I live life to the fullest. And I kind of pushed all the regrets down to the bare minimum. Wow. That's, that's incredible. So if you, do you think when it comes to building a business that it is different in your forties than in your fifties? I don't think so. I think just, well, yeah, I just think running a business is tough. It's challenging regardless. And I think as a female, it's even harder, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think also that depending on the kind of business that you have, you have to put yourself out there. There might be some that you don't have to, but if you run a business where you need to be visible, I think that's, that's hard because not everyone wants to be out there. I'll give you an example. So I just wrote a book and I was so excited. I was like, yeah, I'm writing a book. I'm really excited. And then in June, the book got published. Okay. Guess what I did? I didn't tell anyone. No, Zero. you didn't do that. I, yes, I, nothing. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't even tell my husband. I didn't tell my kids. Didn't, didn't tell anyone. They knew I was writing a book, but I didn't tell them when it came out. And then maybe three weeks later. So this is the book. The book is out on, uh, on Amazon, a Target online, Barnes and Noble. Didn't say a word. And then my publisher reached out to me and said, well, Quavo, you know what? We're having this virtual book fair. Can you read a passage from your book, videotape yourself and send it to us so that we can put it in the book fair? And I quietly said, I don't have my book. She's like, you don't have your book? I'm like, no, I haven't got my book. She's like, why? And I, and you know, the first thing I said was like, I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, no, seriously. I'm like, and then she said, why did you write the book? And it's strange. As soon as she said that, it's like almost, I'm like, I started going, I'm like, I wrote this book because I want to impact the world. I want to change the world. I want to influence women. And then I was like on it. That was when I started telling everyone about the book. But then I now had to kind of think back, like, what was the reason? And it was because I was scared. I was worried about the criticism. Maybe people wouldn't like it. But most importantly, I think it was definitely a case of imposter syndrome in the fact that, in the sense that, I'd never written a book before. So the title author was strange. It was almost like the, the title author was like a new outfit that didn't, didn't fit quite right. So I was like, I don't want to wear this. I'm putting it away. And that's kind of what I did. I'm like, I'm not saying anything about like it. I'm all this it. time, fantasizing, looking through Thank things, you. purchasing it and all of that. And then you just hang it in the closet. Thank you. That's exactly what. And I'll just kind of look at it from afar. And, just, 
But when she said what was why, and that was it. It was like, in fact, within a week, I had set up a, a book launch party. I mean, I went on and on. But it wasn't until she she tapped into that. I tapped into my why, and then I was able to come out of it. So I know the struggle. And this is me that I'm out there, you know, but I couldn't do so, that. But Carl, it is so, so interesting because I see this all the time, right? Like there, I have a book too. And there, when you're an author, you have two jobs to write the book and then to get the book into the hands of the people yes. who need the content, the, the, con- the content. Yes, the yes. And so it's like, we get all excited about the creation, the content, yes, and this could yes. go to our coaching program, if we create a course or whatever, Yes, and then we just kind of want to hold on to it. I'm like, seriously, What's that but, all about? but how can people know what you have if you don't bring, it's like, it's like you're holding on to this treasure that people are supposed to be benefit, you benefit from it, but you're holding on to it. How can they benefit from it when you're holding on to it? I'm like, it was bizarre. I was like, wow. Yeah. That happened well, it to me. sounds like tapping back into why you wrote it in the first place was a catalyst for like, okay, yeah. let me just get over myself and get it out there. Cause I, I would have never known that you didn't for three weeks tell yeah. anybody about the yeah. book. Cause I saw all of the promotion around the book line. I was like, that was okay, in July. She's doing her thing. That was in July. <laughs> if, and it's, and I was, t- so when I tell my friends the story, they're like, really? I'm like, go check the date of the book. Like when it was published and they're like, yeah, it was June. I'm like, I didn't tell, check all my posts. Everything started in July. I didn't say a word in June. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. So what, what is the book? about? So really the book is really questions. It's about questions, but really it's a template to help women live their best life on their own terms. The reason why I I wrote the book in that format was I love reading, but I also know that sometimes when I read, I'm like reading and I get all excited, but once the book is over, I don't do anything. And I thought, you know what? No, I'm going to help women out. I'm going to help them by giving them an opportunity to actually take action while reading the book. And so you have to answer those questions along the way. And that kind of, before you know it, you've kind of answered all this and you can look back on it. The other reason why I wrote the book was I wanted women to be able to kind of have a legacy that they can leave behind. So their great-grandchildren can look at the book and say, wow, this is what great-grandma, whatever, whatever was like in her day, you know, they'll be able to get a glimpse of who she is. And it's like, you kind of live you know, long after you're gone in their eyes. So, yeah. So, okay. We're talking about like 50, we're living a regret-proof life. And yes. some of us want to get ahead of the game. Can we read the book? Of course. Guess what? Let me tell you a, a quick story. A friend of mine, she's in her, she's in her fifties. Her, she, she bought the book and she kept, she's like, well, I don't know. It hasn't come in yet. I'm like, you sure you live in Georgia. You should have gotten the book by now. Come to find out her boyfriend was reason, reading the book. And he's like, you know what? This doesn't just apply to women. This applies to men too. And I'm not giving it to you back. I'm not giving it back to you until I finish it. It was, so it doesn't, re- it's not just females. Men can read it too. Okay. I've had women in their thirties read it. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. So I guess I need to get that for my birthday then. Yes, you do. Start reading. Okay. <laughs> and then I also had to ask you about this Miss Classic Georgia. because. Oh yeah. Listen, I have my crown with me. Yay. <laughs> you get to see it. <laughs> you got to tell me about this pageant. And- okay. Like, how did you get into a pageant? Okay. Tell me all the things. All right. So when I was 16, I had seen an ad for a pageant. I was like, oh, that'd be so exciting. But I never did it. I was like, yeah, push this aside. 
And from time to time, it will come up. And I'm like, eh. and then after I'm like, you know what? Done. I'm older now. Forget it. And then I had mes- mentioned to a friend who um, she does pageants and now she has she's a director. She has her own pageant. And I just kind of mentioned it to her in passing. I'm like, hmm, you know, that's something I wanted to do when I was younger. Hmm. I still kind of think about it now and then. <laughs> just told her in passing. And then a couple of months ago, she's like, well, you know, we do have this pageant geared towards your age group. Are you interested? I'm like, ah, I don't think so. She's like, well, think about it. Thought about it. I'm like, hey, why not? I'm like, that would be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and guess what? I can be an example because I thought to myself, all right, I have short hair. Most people who do pageants have long hair. I'm black. Most people who do pageants are white. I'm 53. Most people who do pageants are way younger. I'm like, you know what? That's a great reason. These are all great reasons to do it because I can be an example to women. And okay, the way I see it, those listening, pageants might not be your thing, but guess what? There might be something that you're interested in doing and you've probably thought, I can't do it because everyone else that does it looks like this or everyone that does it has this. No, just go ahead and do it. I had a woman um, send me a message just last week. She's 51 years old. She's in her first year of medical school. What? I love stories. Oh, I, I get messages like that all the time, all the time. And I think that's amazing. It's like, don't let your age define what you want to do next. Don't let society say, oh, it's too late for you. It's like, what does that mean? It's too late. You're breathing, right? Go for it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is so good. Okay. So I'm imagining because yes. I know you have a program called Flourish. It's a membership, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So are, do you, what do you all do in there? What are like some of the little juicy nuggets? All right. I'll let you in on a little bit of it. Know, this is little <laughs> sis talking here. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll just tell you this. I started Flourish this year and I absolutely love Flourish. Flourish is like my baby that I had wanted for a long time. I'm like, I kept putting it off and we cover all kinds of topics. We have, you know, all different themes. So we cover the first, like the foundation of what we cover is self-love. Cause I really believe that, that you can build on anything if you have that. So we kind of cover that. And I noticed also that women in their fifties and over for a few of them, well, for a lot of them, actually, their confidence kind of, you know, decreases as they get older. And so I kind of wanted to help them up level that. And so using the self-love as a foundation was a great way to kind of up level their confidence. So we cover that. We well, cover help. This. What yes. do you think causes the decrease in confidence over time? I I really think it's them buying into the societal narrative. Because I'm telling you, society looks down on women in their 50s and over. If you look at images, you don't see women in their 50s and over. If you look on TV, Hmm. eventually you start to see like mostly 30s, maybe 40s. I I like to say that when you hit your 40s, it's, it's like they're giving you a sticker saying, you're about to expire. And then when you hit 50s, it's like, bam, expired sticker. So you see this. And then even sometimes when you, you know, sometimes speak with celebrities who are in their 50s and over, they'll tell you that it's hard for them to get jobs now because they're looking at the younger uh, women. And even in corporate, I've had women reach out to me and say, you know what, now I'm being passed over, you know, for jobs. And so I think women buy into that. But the thing is, they don't have to see, I I want women to realize that that doesn't have to be their story if they don't want it to be. They have the power to change that. But 
I think some women actually buy into it. And then you see women, like if they have kids, their kids are leaving the home. So that is a transition for them. There are lots of divorces at that age. And so women find themselves in this new space that they're not quite used to. And it's challenging. So how, how would that, if, if you just thought, like how would that affect women in business? Because of course, if you're in corporate, you're looking to somebody else to give you a job and a chance yes. and all of these things. And to your point about that divorce in the midlife, I'm starting to see with some of my clients who are approaching that age where they're mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't know that I want to be in this relationship anymore, yeah. but I kind of want the stability of the income Correct. while I'm trying yeah. to build my business. And it becomes this really rough situation yeah 22 that they find themselves in yeah because we know that it's very hard first of all business is hard in the, yes. in the first place and then you add all of the fear and the insecurity and all of that from this relationship and I just got to make money and right. all of the drama that we have to deal with over here around in business yes and, right and being in business so like do you have any thoughts or any advice to navigate a situation like that Well, I I think the thing is you really have to know what it is that you want. I think that's the first thing, especially if you're in business, like really decide, like, what is it you're going after? And, you know, it's, it's challenging. Like you, you talk about that. Also women are dealing with our, we're dealing with our bodies. Our bodies are changing. And that in itself can be like, okay, now I don't feel quite the same. You add menopause on top of that. That's a whole nother, you know, scenario that affects some women, you know, some women is debilitating where just their daily routine gets affected. But I think I like, I always tell women like tie into your why, like, why are you doing this? Like the women I have in Flourish, some of them are business owners, but majority of them are not. Majority of them just want to really empower themselves. They've gotten to a point in life where they just feel that, you know, their life is over. You know, they've, they've kind of decided that was it, but they also feel that they have more in them, but they're not quite sure how to do it or what. And, and that's why they come to me. I'll give you an example. Like one of my clients, when she came to me, she was like, she's in her sixties. And she's like, I just think I'm in this dark place and I don't know where to go. And this is a woman. She used to be a principal. She had a PhD, very knowledgeable, really you know, educated woman. But I think she had bought into that now. Cause listen, we, you know, as a coach, we're going to get those negative thoughts. And sometimes if we don't check them, they'll check us. And before we know it, we're kind of like in this deep hole and we're trying to come out. And so with her, when she joined Flourish, she had her belief in herself was at a low point. And I told her, I said, don't worry, I got you. I have enough belief for you right now. You're going to be fine. And I had a conversation with her yesterday. She called me and she just called me because she wanted to just give me an update. I see her every week in Flourish, but we didn't really have a time to do a one-on-one. And she's like, you know what? One of the things you taught me that I really love is self-love. She's like, I love myself so much. I go to bed early. I love myself so much. I exercise. I love myself so much. I do things that I don't want to do just because I know that it's good for me. And she said, I never did that before. And most women don't like most women, if you ask them, like, if you look at your inner circle of people that your loved ones, like, do you love them? What are the things you do for them? And when I always ask them, like, do you do things for them? Even when you don't want to, they're like, yeah, I do a lot of that. What about yourself? Like, nah, but they, 
it's like we do that. And so I'm trying to change things where they are now looking at themselves with so much love that they do things for themselves, even when they don't want to do it because they know the end product. And this client of mine that didn't know what she wanted to do, she's now about to open an Etsy shop. Oh, that's so beautiful. Stories like that, I mean, just that's why I do the work that I do because I want to change the world through women like this, because when women rise up, we don't rise up by ourselves. We bring other people with it. That's just how we are. And so she's going to do that. Think about the people that, she, that are going to benefit from her just opening a Nitsi shop and the people that are going to benefit that. I mean, that's why I do the work that I do. Oh, so, so beautiful. I love it. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. I really do. My favorite thing from that story was I love myself so much. That's it. That's what, and and when she says it, it's like the way she said it, it was like, I love myself so much, Kwame. I I mean, when you love yourself so much, you'll do things for yourself that you can't even believe because you know that the benefit down the road is like, I want, it's like you have this future self and you're like, don't worry, I got you. It's like, I'm doing things now because I know my future self is going to benefit from that. Ah, oh, so, so good. Oh, I love thank it. Thank you so, so much, Kwavi. So you're welcome. I my last question. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I had all the questions. I <laughs> can you tell the people the best way to find you? All right. So you can find me on my website is www.kwavi, which is K-W-A-V-I-V-I.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kwavi, K-W-A, V's and Victor I underscore TV. And I'm also on TikTok at Kwavi underscore T, which is K-W-A, V's and Victor I underscore TV. Yes. Oh, and I'm on YouTube also at (laughs) Kwavi, K-W-A-V-I underscore TV. Yeah. a household name one day you like it's so funny seriously Kwame TV that's it I really want to have a talk show for real because who who makes their name their handle TV unless like you know they plan on There's a reason a it's like your your future self went to your past self and said name it this okay? let's do this it, it is too funny though those of us with uh unique names I would like mm-hmm. okay this is what it is and then you automatically have to spell it for the people so thank you, thank you just for doing oh it. yeah and I have to do that oh yeah of course. And so <laughs> <guess> my, <laughs> my last question for you is like, what advice would you give to your past self as an entrepreneur? Mm. Um, just be yourself. Like I should have just done this that I'm doing now. I should have done it years ago. It's like, why did I wait? Why did I was kind of, and I think this is the thing. And I, those listening might be in that same boat. Just be you, seriously. And you know what? Not everyone's going to like you, but it's okay. I like to use the analogy of a peach. I live in Georgia. And I'm like, no matter how beautiful a peach looks, there are some people that don't like peaches. It's like, it's okay. Just be yourself. There are some people that won't like you, but you know what? There's some people that are going to just absolutely love you. So be you. And it's so freeing. It's kind of exhausting though, trying to fit into these boxes that you think are supposed to be for you. They're not for you. Just be you. So now I got another question. I told you. Yeah. So <laughs> it's one thing to say, just be you. And some people are not going to like peaches and all of that stuff. Like, I, I'm, at least for myself, it's been a, a process. So right. like how, how, like what is one thing a person could do to start getting more comfortable 
with just being themselves after decades of trying to fit in this box? All right. It's one step at a time. And one of the things I, t- I love to tell my clients is I like the, I call it the power of small wins. And a small win could be that, you know what? Okay. I'm just going to, you know, maybe you won't go on, you know, do an Instagram live or a Facebook live, but you can just put your picture out there and write exactly what you feel. That could be your first step. And if you do that, celebrate it, celebrate all the small wins. Cause I think a lot of us, we we're like, we have this mountain of different tasks. And until we get to the top, we're like, no, we can't celebrate, but guess what? Halfway you're going to burn out because you don't even realize you're accomplishing anything because you think, okay, this isn't working. It's taking so long. Celebrate the small wins along the way. And it could be something little. I know for me, just putting my picture out there in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm doing it. You know, and your thing, you know, I know what my thing is. Be honest with yourself and know what your thing is. You know, people are going to tell you, do this. What do you truly, really want at the end of the day? And just kind of take steps towards, you don't have to do it all at once, but you can start to take steps. And I tell you, there's a priceless feeling when you start to live life according to your own terms. It's like, nobody can beat that. It's like you wake up in the morning and you're just excited about life because you are living you seriously. And so I really encourage if you're listening and I know as women, we like to do that people pleasing. We like to say, and I, this is the other thing about people pleasing, learn how to say a clean yes, as opposed to a dirty yes. And the clean yes is when someone asks you to do something and you truly want to do it, you can say yes. And even you even feel it. it the energy is like, Yes. But when you don't want to do it, it's like, yes. And it's almost like, I call that the dirty yes. And so that's part of it too. Start to be honest with yourself. Listen, we don't have much time. If you're in your fifties and over, the clock is ticking. This is our time. It's like, and for those who are younger, don't wait till you get to 50 to start this. Start now. Really start to be who you're truly meant to be in the world. And the people that need you, they will flock to you. You'll be amazed. You'll be like, you'll be like why didn't I do this earlier? That's how I feel like, why didn't I do this earlier? Really? It's, and I'm not going to sugarcoat. It's not easy. It isn't, but I'm telling you, it is so worth it. It is so worth it. Don't worry. You can thank me later. (laughs) (laughs) And we are going to be there to hold you and support you and all the things. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. And I think some of it is like, we are going to be there in the coaching yes. and conversations community to hold yes. you and cheer with you for yes. all of the small wins. Yes. So thank you so, so much, Bobby. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Always, first of all, hey. for being big sis and for yes. being the example of what life can look like. Yeah. In 50 yes. Really it's really, it's amazing. It is priceless. Like, Ladies, let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Yay. Thank you. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, join our private community at TavanaDenise.com forward slash join. This is your place to get real, get honest and share what's on your mind and heart as a woman building a business online. I can't wait to meet you on the inside.